uh, Brandon Brooks. Brandon Bricks. Brandon Bricks. Bricks. He's a he's a really cool comedian in LA. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, do you have anything coming up you want to plug, and uh, how can people reach you and uh, contact you and stuff, and find out where you're playing and whatnot? Well, right now I don't have a cell phone. Okay. So well, you're you're getting that back in a minute. It's it's, it's coming back. Um, I don't have the show dates, but I do have an Instagram. Uh, third, I earn. Third, as in the number three. Yeah. And then R D, and then I earn. E R N. Okay. And awesome. All right. So our next guest has get joined us back from the bodega. Were you able to find head? No, I was not. What? I know. They I, didn't I, have I to kick your ass after that wild goose chase you sent me. Are like, you fucking kidding you know, me? Ten, you, Did you ask the guy? to walk me into an ambush out there. There's nobody. I asked the guy. He, he looked at his watch. That's how I know he knows what he's talking about. And he said, at this hour, I don't know. It, no. What is a bodega? What is that? That sounded like a sexy Mexican it's restaurant a, with the. It's like a. It's new. like a liquor store. It's a corner store. It was. It was chained up. The guy did this. He went. The, the guy right up here on this corner. He went, he went mm, in that way. Yeah, just right on the corner. Right on the corner. Well, that's a liquor store. Yeah. But right it's there when, in the yellow. It's Wednesday, so not right across the street, but across the street and up the end of the block. The yellow? I, I guess it's. I, I, did you go? I, I just you went saw that a liquor way. store. I just saw a liquor store. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> there's another one that way too. It's okay. I deserve I it. I deserve it. I deserve it. I think this there's pain. another one that way. But it's I weird that that, that, guy's, that guy's never closed. I'm in there at all hours. I, I think we might be talking about the mm-hmm. wrong. I think point, we got wires. I almost really got lost getting over here too. You really could have got me killed. <sighs> this is a really rough neighborhood, the mission. Well, you pack a bowl and cure your headache. Um, I, I, I'm working on it. Baby wants a donut too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Have a have a, have a donut. Those donuts. Well, it'll 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 slow my brain. I'm gonna wait till we're done because I won't be as witty. The sugars will. Oh, that's will, pitch posh. Anyway, those those donuts oh, are fucking oh. phenomenal because they are from Jelly Donut here on 24th and South Van. Yes, they're nutritious. They're nutritious, delicious. They're made the old-fashioned way with good old-fashioned bad-for-you stuff. Sugar. And it's sugar, lard, the whole nine. And I'm a, butter. I'm a bad boy. I don't, I don't eat healthy. Yeah. Least. I have problems maintaining an erection. Uh, I'll tell you what. Well, these these things, even if even if you got the ED because of the fat, they'll mm. they'll give you a good, good old throbbing erection with these donuts. These don't really. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. You got, damn, Take a look in there, man. That, that, we got a custard, maple yeah. custard filled. Oh, man, you know I want to choke. I'm going for it. Yeah, come on, man. So, so, so what's so the gimmick here? What, are we going to make prank calls? Or? No, no, no. So, so, so I got weed, a grinder. I got a lighter. We got a pipe. We got uh, some key, or some hash there. Careful Amazing. With that. Amazing. Um, we got that brownie thing. You had a pinch of that. Uh, okay. Let me know how that is. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, just, just uh, do your thing. Enjoy yourself. Oh, I'm, um, I'm enjoying it. This, I've, you've been so accommodating. Let's, let's do this first. Um, let's have you introduce yourself and, and, and tell the people who you are, how they can find you, and where you're playing coming up. Okay. Uh, Jackson Banks on Facebook. That's Jackson Richard Banks. Uh, got got sketches coming out every, you know, the goal is weekly, but sometimes that turns out monthly. You know, this, uh, you gotta let this shit simmer. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, it, it, it's a process. It is, yeah. You can't rush creativity and, and yeah. genius. You can, Don't I mean, it. I have, but I always, there's always a technical detail that I, that I could have, you know what I mean? Sometimes you gotta give it some But love. you gotta learn. Exactly. You gotta learn. Well, that's the thing about putting a video out. 
Well, let me. I'll get back to this. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Camp Jackie is my YouTube channel. Camp Got new content Camp C A M P Jackie J A C K I E. That's the one. All right. And uh, so we got new stuff coming out all the time on there. Technically sound, hilarious, deep, uh, you know, life-changing, confrontational. Uh, Also doing a little stand-up show with Mauricio Quezada in a bookstore. I gotta, I gotta find the exact date, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that later on. We'll plug that in, or maybe in the edit. Whenever you figure it out, just let us know on there. Oh, everything's right. live. There's no post on this. You know, it's like a David Copperfield special. I'm making the fucking Statue of Liberty disc goddamn pier right before your motherfucking eyes. Voila. Right now, he wants to mail me a phone. I'm worried it's gonna be a brick of heroin, but. <laughs> But I, I think that uh, you gotta you gotta embrace life, you know. You gotta get I'm the occasional the brick of heroin in the mail. Right That's mm-hmm. just it's just gonna happen. I'm into the adventurous side right now, so you've got to go and have that experience. All right. Many fine books have been written. All right. So we we've got is it it, it it's Jackson? Mm-hmm. Jackson. Yeah. Jackson. Mm-hmm. And Ernest. The, you, impo- the importance of being earnest. Yes. All right. So. Uh, that's a deep cut for my fellow theater nerds. Anyway, uh, it's a great, it's a great. I love great, that theater. Great. I love Oscar that Wilde. play. Such a great play. Anyway, uh, we missed the the creepy doll music, but that's okay because uh, nothing ever happens according to plan on this show. Creepy uh, doll music. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was earlier. It was like a couple tracks back, but that's neither here nor there. Uh-huh. I, I usually have this thing synced up to the music, but whatever. Um, are, are you having any smoke? Or are you all good or what? I think I'm good for now. I'm barely holding on, you know. All right. I've really well, got to maintain well, gra- my Grab function. on tight, I'm amigo, hanging on tight. because we're about to jump into it. Hang on to your ego. Hang on loosely and don't let go. If you yeah, cling too light, tightly, you're going to lose control. Exactly. Anyway, um, so keep these face down. One for you. One for him. All right. Uh, I'm gonna try recording this again. We'll see what we'll see what happens with this. I'm I'm holding out hope this is entertaining in some way, shape, or form. Anyway, uh, so we're getting into high time story time here. Uh, this is brought to you by the Cookie Company 415 here in the Mission. Uh, Cookie Company 415 on Mission Street, south of Cedar Chavez, just north of Bercita. And it's right next to Coffee Company, where I happen to work. Uh, or Coffee Shop, rather, uh, where I happen to work. Uh, so come on down, get a cup of coffee from me and some smoke from them. And uh, mention my name to get yourself a free little gift at checkout. Mm. Yeah. This face is everywhere. I can't get away from your face. I know. You're haunting my dreams. Uh, uh, that, that's what all my ex-girlfriends the, say. The more I refuse to buy your merch, the more it's, it's surrounding yeah. me, you know. Right. I, can I? Do you have some merch? Mm-hmm. I I have. Uh, I'll give you guys some buttons. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll take a button. Yeah. All right. So we're recording for high time. Well, let's stop a bullet. That would be a great story of how funny. I get mugged and shot, and your my beautiful your, face your saves your life. Very beautiful face. Well, maybe that'll happen tonight's high time story time. Who knows? But uh, high time story time brought to you by the Cookie Company four one five here in the Mission. Uh, so uh, without further ado. This is, uh, we got four characters here that we have to choose from. I'm always the narrator, uh, so that takes care of one. And then I'll let you guys pick one each, and then I'll double up on something. Uh, so who wants to be the driver, the robot, or the asshole? I'll be the robot. Okay, we've got a strong contender for the robot. Uh, I will be the asshole. All right, I will be the driver. Uh, so yeah, this is air date December 6, 2017. 
High Time Story Time, episode 42, Chair Hair. Characters are driver, robot, asshole, narrator. And as always, it kicks off with me, the narrator. We're sitting outside of a San Francisco laundromat cafe. A group of people are sitting outside. A de- uh, delivery robot approaches. A delivery robot driver follows behind wearing a headset and issuing voice commands. Beep, 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 boop, boop, beep. Robot, pause. Beep, boop. Excuse me, sir. Would you mind moving so we can get by? Uh, yes, I mind. Just go around. I, I'm not sure we'll fit. If you just move your chair for just a second, we'd be happy to go around. No. I, I'm sorry. No need to apologize. No, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't understand. Uh-uh. What's to understand? I'm not moving, so go around. But we won't fit past unless you move. Well, too bad. Okay, we'll try and go around. Robot, back up and go around. Beep boop. Beep boop. I know you won't fit, but try anyway. Beep beep. The robot backs up and attempts to go around. The robot is unsuccessful. Beep 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 boop boop. I didn't do that to make you look fat. Boop beep beep. The engineers didn't design you fat. They designed you to exacting specifications. Boop boop. We'll discuss this later. Sir, I'm sorry, we won't fit. Could you please just move a little so we can get by? No. Why not? Let me ask you something. Yeah? Do you get paid to follow that robot around? Yes. Well, I don't get paid to move this here chair, so I'm not moving. Well, what are we supposed to do then? I don't get paid to answer that. Well, seeing as you're now messing up my job, you better have something to offer. Are you missing a page three? I may be. Mm-mm. How about you go back up the street, use the crosswalk, and go down the sidewalk on the other side of the street? But we're supposed to be mapping this side. So loop around to the end of the block and come back behind me. Screw it. We'll do it your way. The driver and robot make their way back up the sidewalk, across the sidewalk, uh, crosswalk, back up down the opposite sidewalk, across the other sidewalk, and down the, uh, the street behind the asshole. Are you happy? Not really. Why not? Wasted all that time, still haven't given me my burrito. The end. So I seem to have been missing a page there once again. Uh, Led on a wild goose chase. Well, that, that, these are the things that can only happen on High Time oh, Story it's, Time. It's, magi- it's serendipitous, the, the losing of the page. Yeah, well, this High Time Story Time brought to you by the cookie company 415 here in mm. the Mission. Uh, just south of Cedar Chavez, north of Cedar on Mission Street. That's the cookie company 415 providing some of the best bud in the city. Mm. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're partaking. It, it, did anyone have a taste of that brownie? And if so, how'd you like it? It was delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the cashews. Yeah, yeah that, that was a nice touch on that. It Are doesn't, those? yeah, it tastes a little wholesome to be a pop brownie. It tastes yeah. like Grandma cooked it. I know. Except Grandma want to get you high, son. Hey, 
it, it's been proven that the 65 plus crowd is the uh, fastest growing demographic of pot users. Really? Yeah. Well, they they could use that shit. That's for well, sure. Well, yeah, because they're all afraid of the opiates now. That's true, but also, uh, well, I uh, I'm a caregiver by day, and uh, you know, I don't I don't mean to brag, but I'm a lot of I'm around a lot of quote unquote human suffering, and uh, yeah, they could use some pot for real. They could use pot all day. Yeah. I need to start smoking them out more, you know? What yeah. the hell am I doing? Here, I say I'm a good guy. I say I'm a good guy and I'm not smoking go. the old folks out, you know? Yeah, you, you, got, you got to do your civic duty and, mm-hmm. and give them a doobie. Oh, yeah. Yo, there you go. That's a bumper sticker. Hey, it was an advertising you know what? for a reason. I don't think I like vapes. I, I, really? Are, are we t- okay? So we're talking vape pens, e cigs. Yeah, the high is always very drowsy. For me, it's always very functional, and mm. it's a little too lucid. Like I need really? a little. And it, you want to you want to uphill, but you want to be on those rapids. Well, no. So for me, it's to calm down the anxiety and uh, to calm the depression, right? So I, I mm. use heavy indicas for that, right? Yeah. But the vape pens, for whatever reason, they don't bring me down. Enough. It's it's too much. I can clarity. still feel feelings. Yeah, I, I need to <laughs> numb. You still baby. feel feelings. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It always creeps up on me. It's always like a. It's a very. Yeah, oh, like uh, what, what's what's your uh, what's your Twitter handle there? At Jacksy Banksy. J a c k z y b a n k s y. J a c k z y. B a n k. Wait, J a c k z z y. Uh huh. B a n k s y. Jack Z Banksy. B a n. I mean, it, it wasn't taken, you know. Uh, are you not on the Instagrams? Uh, I'm Colonel Jackie, but no, I'm not on there. Oh, okay, that's fine. All right. So. Uh, and, and Ernest, what's your what's your Instagram? Third I earn. Third I. Spell I E Y E R N. Yeah. Let's see if you come up here. No results found. Wait, Honest. did you write third like three R D? Oh, T H R E E R D? No, no, three. The number three? Number three. Oh, that's why. You, you, that, that's the weird. That the, still uh, didn't come up. Really? The number three R D. E Y E R N. Yeah. Uh, no. What? Mm, no. Enigma. Yeah. It's Sorry, guys, you're not getting tagged in this. Anyway. Um, Damn. Mm. Oh, well. It's a bad hair day anyway, Arden. I can do better. Yeah. I will do better. Uh, Get the shit out of my hair. Got a dread in there. I come right. around. So that's enough of me trying to do social media while yeah, doing the radio because yeah, yeah. that's just boring. Uh, sorry about that, everybody. I got a little distracted. Uh, so yeah, so thanks for being on tonight, guys. We were mm-hmm. down the old brain. Appreciate. How did your all sets go? Uh, mine went pretty well. I uh, well, I'll, I'll confess something. I've been. Uh, this is kind of a weird thing. What's that? So it, it's spooky. So I uh, I've have- been. You you have what? What is it? Well, it's uh. So I've been uh, I've been getting into uh, to Andy Kaufman, you know, studying up on on his methods of mayhem. Yeah. And uh, I've been I've been getting into it, wanting to try uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, I was going to uh, 
ask the uh, the mic after to uh, donate money. I was going to go on as my twin and say that because they heckled me at the at the last week's mic, uh, you know, I had killed myself and I was now my twin collecting money. <laughs> and so for the funeral? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Collecting no, collecting money to resurrect him to reconstruct his skull because he blew his brains out. So I was ah. trying to get some money. So that was the initial idea. And I was like doing brainwashing. I was like, I'm just going to ask for money anyway. And afterwards, I was like claimed to have done a good job, a good enough job for them to pay me. Yeah. And then a dude informed me. He was like, dude, that's a Kaufman bit. And I was like, shit, you're right. Yeah. Andy Kaufman did ask for money from the audience mm, once yeah. upon a time. So I think he's possessed my body. Maybe. Mm. Or maybe you just uh, watch that Jim Carrey, Andy Kaufman mm-hmm. thing on Netflix. Maybe or I did. Too. Maybe yeah. I did. I actually had a bit about that today. What the fuck was the bit I did about that today? Ugh. It wasn't very funny. So there's two Tony Cliftons? So that's the thing. There's there's Andy Kaufman as Tony Clifton, but there was another guy that Andy Kaufman partnered with who also did Tony Clifton, and that was to fuck with everybody because everyone's convinced it was just Andy doing Tony, and then they would like be at the same place at the same time, but like you know one would leave the room and the other one would come in, so everyone was convinced he'd get into you know the character real quick, you know, but really it was some other asshole. It, it, it was it, it was all it was all you know. That's pretty brilliant I I mean it's just fucking genius I mean at the same time it's kind of like alright some of the gags were really just a fuck you to the audience yeah yeah that's what I love about it well that but at the same time I sometimes I don't find the humor in it Right. The, but the hu- the humor is the lack of humor. The humor is yeah, the, the and, and, audience's and, bewilderment. The, yeah. The humor comes after the, the act. Yeah. The humor comes for you watching at home and watching later to like mm-hmm. to take joy in, in how uncomfortable it is. It's like cringe yeah. comedy, but it's live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you know, I, I appreciate. I definitely appreciate it. It's not something I would you know seek out give it a go yeah. I, I didn't mm-hmm. I mean it was kind of beyond me before but lately I've just been wanting to uh, I don't know get a little more loose you know I think we all go through mm-hmm. moments of, we're of being loose comedy of, yeah you know, we'll see we'll try, see what happens trying different stuff and putting on different hats uh, well maybe I'm in character maybe I'm not you don't you don't know you know I, c- I could be just acting right now we all could yeah well I know you are oh yeah well yeah. we could all be the same person I I like that one, especially yeah. with you. You want to be the same person? I, I like that we're an autistic t- child's dream. Yeah. Saint elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be a little more uh, perfect, a little more perfect of a world if this was an autistic child's dream. I think it would be a much fairer world. Yeah, you know, there would be right, wrong, people fuck each other, but there would always be justice. Oh yeah. Justice but would prevail. Whose dream are we in? You know, it's I mean, it's not an autistic kids. They would have gotten this shit right. Yep. At least the colors would be right. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the colors. I'm okay with the colors. Yeah. That's more the the human suffering that gets me down. Yeah, man. It's just. Uh, and it's really. It's so. Uh, anyway, let's not. Let's not go. The point of the show is to be upbeat and silly, kind of. Mm. Um, yeah, that's why I've got the high time story time. Speaking of which, what do you guys think of that one? High time um, story time. Yeah. So um, I I was uh, it was uh, I was a little distracted by not being able to find my lines. Right. It was uh, it was a fun. It I, was, it was a, hard to view objectively because I read it. But basically, what happened was they wouldn't. The he robot. wouldn't go around, so they ended up just the looping robot. around. Yeah. 
but the 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 gag of the whole thing uh, was that uh, the guy was just annoyed. He he was still waiting for his burrito because that was what the robot was supposed to be delivering. So so it was like he. The, he was the deliverer. Oh, yeah. That's again. I write these when I'm high, so they're not always great. Well, you know. No, I I sort of got that a glimmer of it, but I, I didn't quite. Yeah. It, it, the thing is, I really you need to kind of. This one's more of a visual, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say that. Um, you know, I'm a filmmaker. I'd love to put this on to the screen. Dude, you could. I, you, High Time Storytime Volume One, Two, and Three available on Amazon.com. Was there in the window? No, you filmed them, huh? Oh yeah, uh, no, uh, no. The uh, the scripts are all on Amazon.com. Oh, nice. Available uh, for Kindle, so you you can feel free to purchase, or if you have Prime, uh, read for free. And shoot it. And, and the shoot, shoot the shit out of it, and then just ask me for permission, and then I'll you know if you make any money, I'll just take a percentage. You hear that, Spielberg? Hmm. Yeah. What? <laughs> Spielberg is, uh, you know, he's well, a fine I, 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 You know, if there's one topic that Spielberg hasn't tackled yet, it's Elvis. And mm-hmm. I definitely mm-hmm. have used Elvis a couple of times in High Time Story Time. Yeah, I, I mean, Elvis is a fascinating guy. I like to debate about whether or not he was a racist. That's pretty mm. fascinating to me. I, mm, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I don't know any of his life history, really. I'm, I'm Aside from what Forrest Gump taught me, uh, I know nothing of Elvis. He stole rock and roll from the black man. Mm. Well, that I know. And then died he, in Vegas. he got really fat. And he died of peanut yeah, butter and nanner sandwiches and pills. <laughs> yeah, I apparently there's some quote that's in the movie Coffee and Cigarettes where he says, The best thing a color could do for me is shine my shoes. Uh, I don't know if that was a good Elvis. Shine my shoes. Uh-huh. Oh, Coffee and Cigarettes Mercy. Uh, by uh, Jim Jeremish. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they quote that. They say that Elvis was a racist in that. Uh, but I've also heard that he, he was down. Oh, man, I mean, that's the thing. If you look at history through the history books, everything's very black and white, one-sided, you know. But when you actually get down to know the people, they're all very—they're just like any of us. They—they—they they, they struggle. They—they they question. We all—we all have pretty nasty sides. I, I know I'm a bit nasty. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I know you're a freak. Yeah. I see it every weekend at the sweet spot. Then there at the crazy horse. Mm, it's a freak show. Me too. Yeah. We're all there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Y'all should come down if you're well, listening. That is. It's a, good a, room. it's a fun fucking show. 420 friendly, 710 friendly. We got a dab dab uh, thing there, dab rig going. Uh, great shatter. It's the sweet spot at the Crazy Horse Strip Club. They're, they're on Market Street, right downtown San Francisco, right by the Powell Street stop. How much more convenient can you get? It starts at 1230 in the a.m. Sunday morning or Saturday night, if you choose to think of it that way. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you've got girls dancing. And then you, so you got boobs and and downstairs wow. area, and then you've got stand-up comedians being hilarious, That's and the true. occasional porn star heckling, uh, the the occasional were, comedian, mm-hmm. three times in a row. So. Yeah, yeah. There was uh, we had a porn star heckling us. She left before I was able to roast her. I'm sure it would have gone swimmingly. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. You know what? I love about I like strip clubs because. It's like the experience, you know. It's like, oh yeah, this is this is life. It's crazy, but uh, in reality, I, they make me deeply uncomfortable. Oh yeah, no, I I am the like I am the most uncomfortable, like averting my eyes, don't know what the hell 
you know. Well, I, I just, it's like, it's like more like, it's like entertainment. So I try to keep it entertainment, but then I end up shouting like yay at the strippers and like putting the dollar on their nose weird and I just like don't take <laughs> it seriously. But then if I get into it, I'm like getting hard in front of everybody and that's weird too and I'd rather, you know, get I don't know. I, wa- I once bought three lap dances in a night and then I realized that, you know, this is maybe an unhealthy habit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like I want that one. I want to dance with that one. And then uh, and that one, you know, and it's it's just unhealthy. Also, porn. Yeah. Who wants to talk about it? I kind of have a problem with strip clubs. Yeah. What What's your problem? That I spent too much money. Yeah, that'd be a problem. Poor little guy's got no self control. Hmm. Just it just go nuts, right? It's like all I ever wanted, dude. What <laughs> naked ladies? Hmm. Yeah, I mean. Well, that's you know that's that's the thing. I'm. I'm I'm battling complacency right now. Really? How so? Because I, you know, we were talking about that Jim Carrey special, right? And I was trying to make a joke about this today, brainwashing. Mm-hmm. I was too stoned. So uh, they, uh, Jim Carrey was talking about how he he wrote himself a check for ten million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. He 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 did the the secret of the universe, projecting positive energy. Like if you imagine it, you can make it. So he wrote himself a check for ten million dollars, and within like five years, he he had that money, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, uh, what life do I want to manifest for myself? I was like, well, if I could just make coffee and smoke pot all day and all night, and uh, just do the podcast, that'd be great. And uh, that's what I'm doing. Wow, there you that's go. impressive. So I'm I'm living the dream right now, but now I'm like, okay, we got to dream a little bigger, mm-hmm. right? Because okay, we've gotten here, but you know, this this can't be it, right? Because this is a little too easy street, right? This is too easy. So I I you know, me being me, I'm like, well, what's the next thing? What are we gonna do? So yeah, I'm trying to take this thing to YouTube, and make this thing into you know a legit kind of trying to go legit trying to try make an experiential thing that people want to tune into and see and hear and you know well what what can me and Ernest do to, to, to yeah. help to transcend well, well I got a camera well, well that that don't worry about that but uh you know just let, let's let's get into it let's uh let's find out some real shit right? I'm down to get real let's All right. go. real let's let's do real shit mm. okay so FR uh you know uh, Ernest, I know you, a little bit about you. You've mm-hmm. got you've got a legit life going. Like mm-hmm. you've got you've seen shit. You've done shit. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. So talk a little bit about why you're doing the back and forth of Vegas thing. Well, mainly because uh, I met a girl. Uh, she was in. Uh, she was from Vegas a few years ago, and then uh, we had a kid. And I end up uh, living in Vegas for like two years. And okay. now I go back and forth um, doing the daddy thing. Yep. Nice. How is that? It's, it's like... It, it's crazy because a lot of... Th- a lot of things happened during that time when uh, when I had a had a son, right? Yeah. So I started doing comedy. Okay. Um. Also, like, uh, like, um, that's like the time like my uh my then girlfriend at the time broke up with me. Uh-huh. So I was just like living on my own for the first time. Yeah. And then like I don't know like it's. 
it's like uh, a, a, a lot of ch- things changed when like I had a kid. Yeah. It like made me more serious of like what I wanted to do. Like, um, I don't know. Doing comedy, mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a comedian. Yeah. Just made me made me go for it. Have it stopped for like two years now. How old are you? Yeah, that was gonna be my next question. Twenty six. Me too. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a fatherhood story myself. Oh. I uh, well, I was uh, I was uh, having liaisons with a beautiful young woman. Liaisons, <laughs> very French. Very we were having liaisons. Uh, I was getting liaised. I I was getting liaised. The hell of liaised, but. So this, this is this is super intense. This was like I'm having brunch with like my ex, who like ripped my little heart out, and we're having brunch, and I haven't talked to her in like months. And during this talk with my ex, the girl I'm currently seeing calls me, and she's like, "Hey, I might I might be pregnant." Oh no! And I was just like, "Okay, talk to you later," and then went back into just talking to. I'm not gonna tell my ex like so she can gloat. You know what I mean? Like I just. I just knocked up this this uh, this great beauty, but mm-hmm. but later on I was having this talk with her. I was like, "What's going on? Are you?" And she's like, "I'm not pregnant, but when I thought I was pregnant, I knew it was either yours or the dude I was dating right before you, and I realized I'd rather have his baby." Oh, damn! And uh, I, I I didn't take it like too hard. I was just like, "Whatever," but I I would like tried to like convince her to like. Maybe we could just keep like who could you know what I mean? And uh, and the mind fuck that I received after I think was maybe justified because I got the full. That's like a pretty good note to exit on. Like yeah. I'd rather have mm-hmm. this dude's baby. It's like and yeah, you know, goodbye. you know, <laughs> maybe uh. Oh, the, if you listen right now, oh um, uh, grab those pink headphones and hand them to him. Oh no, y- y- you can hear this is the, the creep- babies, the creepy doll music. Great for uh. Oh God! Creepy doll music. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. That that's that's the cue music for high time story time usually, but we missed it on the first go round. Sorry about that. That's okay, dude. That's that's. It's good. Now I, I thought the robot might have been delivering to the guy. I just was I was so flustered and high, and oh, okay, I was so man. embarrassed. It's it's, dude. If you I'm listen to listen to, listen to some of the other episodes, the fact that we ever get through one of these <laughs> is a fucking miracle, you know. Line. Uh, I'm just happy you guys, you know, indulge me in th- this little exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ernest is, is furiously packing a bowl. He is, furious. He is just like so I'm intent. Unclog the bowl. Oh, unclog. Oh, he's got a jam up here. We, 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 we got a jam here. We, we, we got to clear this out. Hold on. This, Hold guy, on. Can, this guy's a father. Can we get him a decent bowl for God's can, sake? Can, can, can we get him a kit? Can we get him a pipe cleaner? Can we get him, you know, what the hell's going on? Do, do we have any isopropyl alcohol laying around? <laughs> So how old is your kid, Ernest? He's uh, two years old. Damn, yeah. mm-hmm. that's pretty right. So is it? Is it? Are you with his mom? Not currently. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I, I think that should be. Uh, I think that sort of thing should be normalized immediately. Because uh, I, don't, I don't believe in yeah. issues where it's like, if you don't have a two-parent household, you could be so fucked up. And it's like, we evolved, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... Like, we evolved to be in a nuclear family. It makes more sense that we evolved to just be, you know, whoever we are. Yeah, it's like, you know, my 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 parents, they uh, they divorced. 
and uh, you know I went to therapy mm. and uh, you know they take me for ice cream afterwards I don't even get therapy I didn't yeah. get the therapy yeah but they, they, got the divorce. They, they take me for ice cream afterwards it was their way of saying you know good work in therapy and divorce is still your fault but good job crying <laughs> about it that's a bit you son I of a know. bitch yes you it's my radio show bitch. I get to do bits every once in a while god damn it oh, I love it I love it but I actually I figured you. that bit out here on this radio show. That's nice. the beauty of having a podcast is you get to work shit out. You get to work shit out. And, mm-hmm. and you know, but also it's a safe space for us to do our thing and also not have to worry about politics or the universe outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is nice. Should we talk politics now? No, never. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know. How, yeah, it's a, they're, they're a bummer so, these days. So that looming mm-hmm. I- I- nuclear threat of no, God. Oh, yeah, yeah, not right now. We have this. That, Take that, Kim Jong. Yeah, we, we have got this robot, robot delivery story. robot story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I wake up in the morning. And I was trying to make a bit out of this, but it's not going well. It's uh, it, nothing I'm writing right now is really grabbing me by the balls mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's all true, but it's it's still like surface level true. It's not like deeper. What freaks me out true? You gotta, you you know? just gotta get right there in, in the guts, down man. And just pull that shit. It's out. hard. It's hard when you're. I don't know. I mean, you're a veteran here. I I have trouble being in a new place and yeah. getting real and talking about my surroundings and yeah. But, uh, yeah, but it was about how, you know, I, 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 and it's been done. So I got to figure out, you know, do I have a unique voice on it? But I don't, I, I wake up in the morning to Twitter and my newsfeed just being like, okay, you know, what, what, what potentially could end it all today? Mm-hmm. You know, what, 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 thi- oh, oh, the president decided to move a city's thing to a thing. Oh shit! Yeah. What, what, what? Oh no, no, we're not talking about it. We're not. It, it, well, the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to acknowledge. It, the, I don't want to acknowledge any of what's going on right now. Just even in the context of when this uh, episode well, I'm airs. I'm like a month behind now because my 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 main client that that I took care of at work, he watched Fox News all day. That's oh, where yeah. I would get my news. Yeah. But uh, now I have my no idea. My grandma was a big up. fan of <coughs> Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of the older generations. It, uh, it's. It, it's uh, it's interesting at first to get because usually I'm just getting the I think left. It's because of all the legs, but huh? what? all the I, legs on Fox. Fox oh News. yeah, oh, there's some yeah. like oh yeah. I did comedy with one of the people that is a a, a, a journalist on Fox. Really? News. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> Catherine Timph. I did comedy with her in like Louisville and. She's from New York, but yeah, she's a Fox News anchor. It was fucking weird to see her. Um, really? What, and I what's, her, her. what's her? Uh, what's her act like? Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't do stand-up anymore. Oh. She chose Fox News. Uh, mm-hmm. But you, you did you did or it with her before or after? She... It was before. This was I did oh, okay. stand up with her in like 2014. Oh, okay. In the fall. And she recently and became an anchor. I think it was about a year ago. It was okay. it was this summer that well, I that saw is, her on Fox News, crazy. and I was like, holy well, shit. You know, that's that's the thing. I I also find that a lot of people use comedy as a jumping off point for something like in order to get comfortable on stage or doing something they'll do comedy well comedy is the hardest thing yeah and and then they'll be like oh, okay because I've, I've known some people in the comedy circuit who they were here and then they disappeared and i was like well, what are you doing now and they're like well i went back to acting but i use mm-hmm. comedy as a way to like extend my craft or do something you know mm-hmm. i was like oh, okay i guess but you know from you know for someone like me where comedy is it I'm just like, I don't kind of get that, but whatever. All right. 
I feel that. Well, I make movies as well. They were my first love. Oh, film is, film is still my first love. And mm. I love all film, yeah. uh, you know, and drama and story, telling stories. Um, but who I am at my heart is a comedian. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like, I love being on stage and doing it. And that's why I'm a barista, right? Because all day long I get to do acts and bits and, yes. and, and, little, and play characters and do shit. Um, and fuck with fuck with my audience all the time. Oh, I yeah. I do such good crowd work at work, and I do shit crowd work on stage. I gotta figure out how to just. It's a mental well, block. Well, that, I just gotta get over. Or maybe it's they they just weren't expecting a barista to have any sort of sense of humor. Well, that's and true. they're just like, oh my god, this dude's killing it. Well, that is Blowing true. me away. That is true. <laughs> I you know I happen to work at a coffee shop coffee shop here in the Mission, mm-hmm. uh, just south of Cedar Chavez, north of Presida, right next to the Cookie Company, four one five. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but where everyone, every one of the baristas, it's either the owner, his wife, uh, someone who he's trained and known her whole life, pretty much, uh, me, and then another guy who's super chill, right? And we all take it very seriously, and we like, you know, care about the coffee, but we also care about our customers. So we make banner and we do stuff, you know, to try and up the experience. So. Uh, and I'm saying, come get a cup of coffee and then smoke some weed next door. So you know. Oh, oh you, you can smoke it right there s- on the you patio. You, you can't. You can't smoke. Are there right any hash there, bars in town? That's what I've always hash wanted. Hash bars. Yeah. Nah, nothing I know. That sounds amazing. I just want to go and smoke weed in a. I hate bars, but yeah. I want to go and like hang out and have a nightlife. But bars are so. They're always low lit. And they're always aggressive. Oh, you know, um, so there are some places you can kind of get away with smoking weed. I think. Uh, well, I, I don't want to say anything on air because then I'm calling people out and I, I'm not <laughs> hey, even sure. Hey, let's call so. some people out. No, because I'm not even sure, so I'll probably be wrong and I don't want to be wrong. I hate, got- th- if there's one thing I hate, it's being inaccurate and having people be pissed at me for it. So. Oh, nobody's listening. I, I get 28,000 downloads a month, dude. Oh. Yeah. Well, people are listening. But that's not, it's Tell not your like friends. it's 28 million. I, d- I just was hoping that that would be okay. Well, Consequences. How many downloads are you getting a month? I wasn't roasting you. I was saying, I was hopefully nobody's listening, but I don't know what to do now that people are listening. You're fucked. Yeah. So, uh, actually, how uh, how is the YouTube for you? Are you finding you're getting pretty good exposure and stuff? Uh, or is it difficult? Vid uh, got a little hot on Reddit. Got about 45,000 hits. Reddit. What? Yeah, got a little juicy on there. One of my stand-up videos once got like 100,000 hits on the old Reddit. Sometimes... What? Sometimes they, uh, yeah, some get some downloads. Some getting some, you know. I so do you twenty eight thousand? I post more shit because uh, I one of my the the I don't joke know how about to read mm-hmm. The joke about therapy that got fourteen hundred upvotes mm-hmm. on stand up shots. Oh, where you just put a bit on there? Yeah. Um. So that it, like I gotta start posting shit because apparently I'm yeah. fire. Well, it was a set. It wasn't one. It wasn't. Uh, oh yeah, no, no. But I'm I'm saying I gotta yeah. I gotta put some sets up because. Uh, I guess that's the future. I I struggle with the web, you know. I think Same. we all do. I mean, we. we I don't you have guys fun right now. No. Well, how old are you? I'm 34. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks I'm 12. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh uh, shit. No, I'm 34. So I grew up with uh, pagers and payphones and the the old way of doing things, and then I. 
when the technology started coming out, I was a teenager already. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get onto it, but it was still like, you know, new and novel and weird. Yeah. Uh, so now the social media feels alien to me because I'm still kind of closed off in terms of like, why would I share that like mm. thing that on what? No, why would I put mm-hmm. that there? Like, no, like I'm still a private person. Yeah. You know, you guys grew up more like privacy. Who gives a fuck? Oh, I, I mm. still, uh, I mean, mm. I was half and half. So I My was like, first fights were on, on Zanga or MySpace. Yeah. See, you're, you're having beefs in public. Like for me, mm. I, if I have a fight with a person, it's face to face. If they're calling me out on Facebook, I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I've never, like, I've done that a couple of times. The back and forth on the web, it's very destructive. Oh, because any argument then, in text or or messenger or yeah. that is destructive. No, you gotta because do it one, in the nuance of an argument cannot be done via. It cannot. No, it cannot be done. Wars were started over letters because people can't understand each other unless they're looking at each other, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you the other part intonation. is, you know, now you now you're like one upping to get more people on your side to like comment and be like yeah he's an asshole it's like what the fuck now like you've taken something innocuous blown it out of proportion and now there really is a problem that we actually do have to solve and it's a pain in my ass (laughs) it's a pain in my ass it's a pain in my ass it's very it made things very black and white the web you know there's so many posts it's just like if you if if you think this fuck you if yeah. you if you if and it's like we we got to have a little bit of room to think different things you know mm-hmm. I, I think if 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 uh, just it's a sign that we're all lemmings. The fact that we even build buildings, you know what I mean. The fact that any workers are ever listening to any boss long enough to build a skyscraper is a sign that we're all fucking sheep. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, there there is the collective good, right? So of course, yeah. we've we've done some pretty amazing things as a society, and we've done some pretty fucking horrific stuff. What What do you think is more? Because it's like even when we prosper, we we destroy the environment. So it's like maybe we're just that awesome. Well, but that's the thing. We're getting to the point, and it's unfortunately our grass succeeds our understanding, right? Mm-hmm. It's where Jurassic we're, Park. It, mm-hmm. Oh fuck! Is that where I got that from? No, you, but it's what that movie's about. Okay. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, I'm clearly stealing that from someone smarter than I am. Uh, but yeah, we're with Get science and technology. CRISPR, right? CRISPR, right now. We can edit the DNA and adjust. Like, if you want to have green eyes, I can give you a shot, and within like six months, your eye color will change. Did they do that with shots? Huh? Yeah, it's because the CRISPR, what it does, they put into a virus, the virus infects you, right? And what viruses do is it replicates DNA, and that gets a certain number of cells to start replicating, and then those cells just naturally communicate to the other cells, and then that becomes your new gene. Right. Uh, so and sounds safe. Oh yeah, sounds super awesome, right? But people, fucking, the thing is, it's so easy to do in terms of it only costs like a thousand dollars to get the materials you need to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. That people knuckleheads on YouTube are editing their own genome now. Right? It's like, I'm going to give myself glow-in-the-dark skin. And it's like, dumbass, what the fuck are you doing? There's a reason we have an FDA. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's pretty cool. Hmm? I mean, I think he is announcing himself as an ally to women. He's not going to be creeping around any ally, alleys. 
He's gonna be creeping around he's the alley. He's gonna allies. be glowing to dark. He's not gonna oh, be in the alley. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I was not, totally lost there. I was he's, like, he's what the letting, fuck He's letting about? everyone I'm, out there I'm know he is to be trusted. It. He will never have any secrets from anybody. That's why he's got the glow in the dark skin. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I worry because we've gotten to that point where we're doing this shit, and it's like, all right, well, what, what if he fucked up? What, what, and what if the thing you changed has other things that you don't oh, understand? Oh, definitely. That's that's like that's the nature of any drug. Uh, well, that's how we that's got. That's why they list what is it? Uh, at least ten side effects. Oh for yeah. Every. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing. I, so I used to work in pharmaceutical advertising and marketing, and uh, we call the fun ones black box drugs, right? Mm-hmm. That's because it has to have what's called the black box warning on there, which means this will kill you. Uh, it sounds as a side effect. If uh, you take too much, or if you take normally, like if you take normally a side black possible, you sell, this will kill you. This, this might could, kill this, you. This might kill you just as a consequence of taking it. But the, you know, you have a condition for which you've decided this is the best option. What? What kind of? So I used to work on a drug. I won't name the drug, but it, it there's only like a few drugs that treat this condition. Come on, name the drug. I'll just name the condition. Name that drug. The condition was uh, uh, narcolepsy. Mm. Right? More specifically, uh, treating the conditions, uh, the uh, what do you call them? Symptoms associated with narcolepsy, cataplexy, and uh, sleep disruption. All right. And so what this drug did was it essentially knocked you out for a period of time cold mm-hmm. right but the problem with that is you take too much you stop breathing you die even if you take the right amount you might stop breathing and die just because this stuff it 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 it's one of those drugs where it's you know affects your whole nervous system to do it right but the kind yeah. the, the thing is uh you you take a dose you set an alarm clock for four hours right you take a dose you're knocked the fuck out alarm clock goes off you wake up you take the next dose you knock the fuck out you wake up four hours later and you go to work and that makes you not pass out yeah because what you're essentially doing is you're forcing your brain to shut off right so you truly knock yourself off so your brain gets rest right and also your body gets rest and you're able to recover so it it knocks you out twice? Yeah, because uh, if you took the eight hours worth at once, you die. All right? And it's like, so the, you got to get the dosing just right. Otherwise, you die. That sounds fun. Yeah. Well, the the, uh, the alternative is, uh, you know, falling asleep or losing muscle control or, you know. And dying. And, and, you know, dying. So basically, you're just street. on a tightrope so as a narcoleptic. Exactly. I think that's cool. Some people, they surf and they skydive. I take prescription drugs that weren't prescribed to me. That's <laughs> well, my rush. Well, that's. I can't advise on that one, man. So you were you sold you you worked well, for the I didn't FDA. Sell, I, so no, I, so I worked. You were big pharma. I <laughs> I worked for a marketing agency that worked for the pharmaceutical company that. Made yeah. So what was drug. it like marketing a black box drug? I guess that's what you're getting at. Well, before. that that was the thing. It was it was surreal in that. Um, the drug itself had a stigma around it. And I won't go into that. Uh, but aside from the killing you part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing was, you you got to... Uh, you know how everyone thinks that pharmaceutical people are all like horrible, awful, terrible mm-hmm. people? Mm-hmm. Um, well, 
my thing was I felt compassion for the people that they were trying to help mm-hmm. right, and treat this condition for, for which there's no cure. There's only treatments, right? And for anyone who says like, oh, pharmaceutical companies are just treating instead of curing because there's more money. Not necessarily true. Some of this stuff you just can't cure or we don't understand how to cure it yet. Right? We still don't understand what causes narcolepsy. Right? As far as we, you know, the, the new theorem is it's some sort of immune response that kills a part of your brain that uh, regulates the sleep cycle. Um, and there's no way to bring that back. So it's, it's still more research needs to be done. But um, narcolepsy affects one in 2,500 or one in 2,000 Americans. Mm-hmm. Right? But the diagnosis rate is way lower than that uh, because the average time from initial onset of symptoms to actual diagnosis is 10 years. So you're living with this horrible disorder for 10 years before somebody finally figures out that maybe you have narcolepsy. Because it... Wouldn't you notice if you were just feeling over all the time? So what happens is they confuse it for other things. They confuse it for epilepsy. Mm -hmm. Uh, They'll confuse it for sleep apnea. So sleep apnea, which would cause disrupted sleep, which is one of the symptoms of narcolepsy, chylopoxy. All right, I, where you just don't get a solid night's sleep. So they'll figure, oh, well, it's just this. And it has a lot of comorbidities with other things, depression, anxiety, uh, obesity, other stuff. Um, but not necessarily correlation, just comorbidity. Uh, hard to wrap your head around, but weird, but important. N- nonetheless, I... Uh, so essentially, they go down a lot of false diagnoses and wrong paths, and also just a lot of like, I just fuck it, you know, just give me pills. Or people just think they're an asshole who yeah naps on the job. Yeah, and and that's the other thing. But they get stigmatized as lazy or some sort of you know <laughs> lazy uh, on the freeway, lazy in a yeah, car. Yeah, and uh, so what they wind up doing is they give them uppers, right? That's the first way they keep they just keep you up, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, you know, you take the uppers while you have to be awake for whatever you got to do for work, and then you stop taking the uppers and you hope to sleep, right? And then at some point you get off the uppers and the SSRIs and the other stuff that they try, Ugh. mood stabilizers and shit. And then eventually they put you on this class of drug that I worked on. Doesn't that beat your body up just going in and out of all yeah. those medication and, cycles? And that's the thing. Like, it, it, ten, imagine ten years of that mm. of just like I can't fix this thing. Everyone like thinks Rocky. I'm nuts or like, an asshole, and yeah. You know, it, it, well, except at the end, you don't get Adrian. You get, you know, uh, uh, some kind of cancer. I, I don't know. Um, it's it's debilitating. It's terrible, and uh, and that's the thing. So I felt for these sick people. Forever. So, I, so the thing was, as the person in charge of marketing and advertising this drug for this company, I and buying the media and stuff. I wanted to do the best job I could to reach as many people as I could. Mm. Um, because the thing was we were trying to educate. We weren't necessarily trying to sell the drug. We were trying to educate the public because remember I said it's one in 2,000 people, but the diagnosis rate is way lower because it takes about 10 years to get diagnosed. So what we're trying to do is through education, 
speed up that process, mm-hmm. right? Get people to say, oh, that sounds like me. Maybe I should talk to my doctor. And mm-hmm. then he'll start asking the right questions about what tests you should probably go for and everything else. So, again, this comes back to being your own medical advocate where mm-hmm. at some point you have to take charge of your own health care. I mean, you know what would have been good on the on the black box drugs is just be like, hey, man, life is a black box drug. You might die. You might die. Yeah. Life is a pill that you might die from. I mean, you Done. could, you could get hit by a bus tomorrow, man. Yeah, yeah. Life's a ri- fuck it, dog. Life's a risk. I, Fiddler. I, I could get fucking shanked on the way home tonight. Yeah, so you might as well take this narcolepsy medication. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what, what are you going to live in a, some perfect box where your medication doesn't kill you? You square? Yeah. No way. Pussy. Big uh, old vagina. But, meaning a strong yeah. elastic force that can house many things and is uh, very useful and powerful. For smuggling narcotics across borders. Yeah, narcoleptics. You Nar- cough uh- them out, put the drugs up their ass, and then uh, you're good. Uh, every, I think every illegal immigrant is, is a narcoleptic. And Probably. they sleptwalked across the border, and they're innocent. Probably, man. I'm telling you. Uh, no, it's a uh, it's it's a it's a rough disorder, and you know I, we make light of it, but it it's it's nothing to really make fun of because uh, if you live with it, it's just it's horrible. Like, mm. it, it's really really bit rough. Yeah, it sounds terrifying. You never know when you're gonna go. Oh, I haven't even talked about the terrifying symptoms. Oh, I so what do ta- they have to wear? So so no nar- armor. So narcolepsy is the whole sleep problem thing, right? Uh, cataplexy is the inability to control your muscles be- uh, when you're in heightened emotional states, usually uh, extreme happiness or anger. Right, so imagine every time you laugh at a joke, you fall down uh, <laughs> or pass out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny for movies. Movies make fun of it all the time, but in real life, uh, you wind up breaking bones, falling downstairs. Uh, you know, uh, wind up having to wear a helmet. Uh, it really sucks. That's gnarly. No, uh, yeah. So, uh, so that's narcolepsy, cataplexy, sleep disruption, unable to sleep through the night. Easy enough. And then you have the the scary two, the final two of the five, which are uh, sleep paralysis and hypnagogic hallucinations. And sleep paralysis is where when you're falling asleep or waking up, uh, you're unable to move. Uh, But you're aware of everything in the room. And then that's when the hypnagogic hallucinations kick in. When you start seeing and hearing things and swearing it's all real. Right? It's a lucid dream state that's fucking real and you're awake and you can't move and usually it's ominous presences in the room and you're scared out of your fucking mind. Wow. Yeah, so that's uh, the five symptoms of narcolepsy. So, well, mm. I, I didn't realize they were in a waking nightmare mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. yeah. What kind of shit do they see? Just like dark shapes? Shapes, shadows, hear voices and stuff. Like but know, Any it, goat men? Uh, wouldn't be surprised, but uh, no, it, it's uh, it's a really rough thing. So this is my PSA, essentially saying uh, if this sounds like you or sounds slightly <laughs> familiar, or I've just scared the ever living bejesus out of you and you can't sleep anymore, talk to your doctor about just getting a uh, sleep uh, study done, uh, specifically looking for any symptoms of narcolepsy. So, yeah, yeah, tune in. 
Try it out. I, uh, are you trying to sell them that drug? No, because remember, I haven't even mentioned the drug. I'm just talking about the condition. I'm not talking okay. about the drug. Okay, but you told them there was mm-hmm. a drug. Well, there there are many drugs. Like I said, there, on a trail. like I said, there are many drugs, and like I said, the one that I actually worked on. So you had to go through like three tiers of classes of drugs before you actually got to that one. So that it's one. It's a big boy drug. It's the last. The last, last of the big boy. The drugs. last of the last, like the you know. The so they're, Hail Mary. So they're, they're not like handing them out to kids. Like you might die. Yeah. No, this is this is you have to change your entire life for this drug. Nice. Uh, yeah. Like all drugs, I get into. Uh, like you have to give up drinking. Uh, you have to keep a regular sleep cycle, same time every day, uh, no matter what. Uh, you know, lots of shit, and it's it's yeah, no bueno, buddy, no bueno. But if it's your only option and it improves your quality of life, then it might be right for you. But whatever. So, uh. Cue the Blade Runner music. I know, mm-hmm. right? Blade Runner 2040. Did anybody see that? I, I didn't. Did, nope. yeah. I, I did not see the new one. I, I saw it. How was it? Um, it was. So uh, I've, seen, I've seen the original, like, all 600 cuts. Yeah. Um, well, I, I tried to rewatch the original pretty very vigorously before. Yeah, it is boring. But so I tried to rewatch the original before I went to the new one because I knew I, I was. I'm like four or five years older now, and I re- I thought yeah. I would appreciate it a lot more. Um, but I couldn't find uh, a cut. So I. But uh, the new one visually, it, it's well done enough. There were there were moments where I was like, I've never seen anything oh, like this. Cool. Like the production design is like pretty amazing um and it's it's well written it's it's good sci-fi i have mixed feelings on the ending i mean the ending to me is the most important part of the movie right i mean that that is your first impression rather than the so the beginning of the movie i feel like is your second impression of the movie yeah because the the one that's going to be more fresh is the ending yeah so it um yeah i mean I have mixed feelings on the ending. It's by no means like a bad film. Right. It's pretty good. It's a good film. It's worth your time for sure. Awesome. Um, Cue doll music. I know. Cue doll music. Uh, No, it's uh, interesting because I heard a lot of people were kind of torn on it. Um, I the your thing about the ending being important. The the original. The, the original, the ending was very controversial because uh, he kept fucking changing it. Mm-hmm. And it was because he, he wanted to make it so that uh, Decker. Sorry if I'm spoiling this, but it's fucking he wanted 30 years old at this goddamn point. Uh, Decker's a replicant right? mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the first one. But the thing was, the original uh, cut, it wasn't clear. Right, and yeah. that was the whole great part about Wait, it. Wait, the director's cut makes it explicit. Yeah, they make it explicit. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Well, uh, in the in, you want me to mention how they? Oh, uh, let's not do the new one. It, it's you know, um, just came out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've had a couple of months here, Ernest. Yeah, Come on, you've had two months. Will you let me spoil the damn movie? Uh, all right, warning to everybody: we're an hour into the podcast, so you can either turn it off now, skip ahead, just skip ahead five minutes, and you, we, we'll be done talking with this. So yeah, go ahead, go ruin it. I don't want to ruin it for you. No, please go ahead, because uh, the thing is, I spoilers never really spoil anything. They did a, a psychological study on spoilers mm-hmm. and whether they actually ruin your enjoyment, and people actually found that uh, people got greater enjoyment because it there was an anticipation of what was going to happen mm-hmm. right 
and a forethought of it, right? And Mm -hmm. then when it didn't meet that image or did, you were either delighted or you were surprised, right? You were like, ooh, I'm so smart, or ooh, they surprised me. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, so go ahead and fucking spoil the goddamn thing. See, I actually f- I have found I enjoy movies more if I haven't, uh, if I have no expectation. I haven't seen a single Last Jedi trailer. I've, I don't look at the posters. I don't look I don't at even, any images. I'm not even going to go to the theaters for that one. You're not even going to see it. No, I'm you, I'm going to watch it. I'm just going to wait till it's out of theaters. You got to see that kind of movie in theater, man. See, everybody's saying that, you, but but it's, going it's important to, the theater to see a movie in the theater. Sucks nowadays. No, I mean, no, no. The I mean, but but this is like Star Wars. Holy man. shit! This is Star Wars. Holy and, shit! And going to movie theater. Star Wars is on the cutting edge of the visual. All right, well, well, all right. sell me on the sell sell me on the Star Wars, and then I'll talk about my my gripes about theaters but yeah okay i mean i mean it, it, it's all about the ride i mean the theater is i mean the theater is immersion yes. so watching a movie in a theater you're literally pushing pause on your life not for the sake of escapism but you you leave your entire life at the door yeah and you watch this movie and your yeah. life will inform your understanding of it yeah but your life is not present. It's just the movie. And then you come out of the movie and you're... It's like coming out of a trip almost. Like you are. Yeah. You have a totally fresh perspective because mm-hmm. you are in this other place yeah. See, for an extended period of time. I'm with you there. So when I was a kid, right, and by kid I mean even to today, I go to the movies by myself mm-hmm. right, when I go to the movies because I am going to go watch a film and enjoy it and lose myself for two hours in the story. Right? Mm-hmm. Um... The reason I'm all bent out of shape is going to the movies nowadays is a goddamn nightmare. Uh, because the people in the theaters have become animals. I don't know what the fuck happened between when I was 13 mm-hmm. and I would go pay for my ticket, quietly sit with my popcorn while I'm with everyone else, munching quietly on our popcorns and jujubes and whatnot, mm-hmm. and watch a film together. Now I go and I've got the couple next to me narrating the film in their native tongue along with the movie right? and I was like I didn't know that I came for the dubbed f- version of this that's movie that's awesome right? man and then that I, is, I, I got, mean, that's a lot <laughs> I got the teenagers giving each other hand jobs next mm. to me I got uh, you know okay, you're going the wrong t- okay so let me let me propose you this you don't okay. want to go to a crowded theater just Have you go been to the Alamo Draft the House for like and Alamo Draft House is also really good well, the no, worst. because it's classy. I, don't want, I don't want the, the dinner and a show. And that's actually way more distracting, having people the, running the back waiters. and forth. Yeah, yeah. It was terrifying at it. I thought there were little clowns running around. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that, they should have done that. I think they they may have. Yeah, they, they probably that did. That would have been fucking genius. Um, that would have been a There's no way they'd they, yeah, be foolish not to. But um, just go when... It's either in a doll theater or about to be out of theaters. I know, but the problem is the blockbusters. I st- it, it's still like, and even even when it's mostly empty, like the people that are in there are always just like the fucking worst. I I went to go see the uh, now. Granted, location, location, location. All right. Yeah, you're so, going to a bad theater. Well, man. the thing is, I like big theaters. Of course. Big screens, right? Ooh. So like, I love the Daily City Twenty. Mm. That place. That mm. that that place is great. I mm-hmm. uh, if nobody's in it, right? Granted, um, but it's just so I I, ma- I did the math, okay? I did the math. Now there's the hundred dollar movie pass that you can buy, 
right? Where you, you uh, can go, go see as many movies as you want, as long as it's just one a day, uh, uh, a year for like $100, right? And, uh, you know, there are just restrictions on, like, you got to wait till 30 minutes before the movie to try and get your tickets and blow, mm-hmm. no 3D and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that, that might be worthwhile. But again, I got to deal with people and shit. And then I was in uh, New Jersey in one of my favorite places, uh, Walmart. Nice. Uh, Now, Walmart, I say this this both hyperbolically and also partly as a goof, but partly also as a just like litmus test for reality, right? Mm -hmm. So in Walmart, I was walking through the TV section and a 50 inch. Right, 50 inch, eight 4K HD, no, like 60 inch, 4K HD TV, right? Mm-hmm. Which by Samsung with like the bend screen, so like it feel like the whole thing's like coming at you and shit, right? And uh, uh, like 800 hours, right? And I'm like, okay, so if I went to a a ten dollar movie that's a matinee now right because movies cost 20 goddamn dollars uh once a month right that's what uh or no shit my math is all wrong but essentially it, it it's some amount of money every month that i don't give a shit about like a hundred dollars right in entertainment expenses per month right to get like eight hundred dollars for the tv plus surround sound system on top of that right and, and a really nice recliner, right? All included for a hundred dollars a month for one year, right? And then I'm set for life. Never have to upgrade that thing again mm. until you know the latest and greatest 4K hand job TV comes out. Mm. Uh, you know when the hand, when the TV gives me a hand job, then I'll get another one, right? Uh, and it's uh, I don't have to go to the theater. I don't have to deal with the people. I feel you. I think you're running from people. I, I really. I, th- I think I really, you gotta I go really. out to the people, and that makes the movie theater the opposite of escapism. You gotta go out, yeah, and feel the culture. Well, you uh, gotta watch those teens give each other hand jobs. You gotta give the teens hand jobs. No. You're feeling left out. Good fuck. Fuck those kids. No. And I mean, I'm talking 17 here. No. But also, no. you have to. Well, now I'm shelling something. If you if you if you see some hot teens giving each other hand jobs in the theater, mm-hmm. and you want some of that action, I actually have a pill that will de-age you, and will and that's mental too. It will make you a younger, more naive and stupid person, so you're not mm-hmm. some kind of predator. Is it you're just Molly? like there there. Yeah, well, it's me. Molly. Yeah, you take the Molly, and you're like, hey guys, wait up, and then you're just like, boom, boom giving <laughs> the whole theater's giving each other hand jobs, and uh, and and eventually there have been theaters, there have been independent films where people were all on Molly. And people demand a meta cut of a camera at the back of the theater that's picked that has an orgy frame. It's like Mystery Science Theater with those silhouettes, but it's this orgy, this hot teen orgy, boy meets world, up against this theater. And uh, I just walked the host. But anyway, we got, we really got to try it out, Ernest. The the Mystery Science Theater orgy. Yeah. Where they did it with a lady in the water. You can Starring get a cut where everyone's Ray. fucking each other in there. So here, here's my problem. All right, you have me except for the, the teen part. Why? Okay. Why is it gotta be teens? Why well, we you're the one go? that brought up teens. You were like these teens giving each other. You could have said anybody. You're the one that made it weird. You're well, the one that was up being all fucked up. 
anyway, uh, see, the, look, old dude, okay. the old dudes to like we look go there for mayonnaise. We're this is look. You want people to have an experience? We're we've all had weird thoughts, buddy. This is high time story time. Okay. Now, no, high time story time. Was Anything the goes. Segment. Now, a, now we're into unknown. Territory. This is a wild west show. You're right over there, Ernest. He seems to be hacking and coughing pretty bad. Arden, well, Arden, I, I, Ernest is a dad. What does he think? If if your kid was a teenager, but and someone had that <laughs> pill to make them a teen, would you be comfortable with that, or would you say hit the road? Um, you know, I I really think I should be working on a bit where I'm reverse Benjamin buttoning. Wait, no. If that would I be think just a good mall to go to is East Ridge at uh, San Jose. <laughs> That's where I lost my virginity at to a manly showing of wild hogs. Wait, so you were in the theater fucking? Huh? You fucked in the theater. In the in the family bathroom. <laughs> in the family bathroom of the theater. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, during a wild hug of the show. mall when you were a kid, you took how you old took were a date you? In the, uh, it was the it was when was Wild Hogs in theaters? Let's see. Jesus, That's, that was like 2008 or something. Uh, 2006. Uh, let's see. Oh, old dogs, and then they followed up with wild, old wild, dogs. So Wild Hogs, right? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 there I, was I, a sequel. I forgot there was a fucking Jesus sequel. Christ. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Part of the appeal of that movie. I was close. 2007. I said 2006. I guess we, yeah. Yeah, we were tied there. Hey. Holy shit. Good year. Wow. It was a fun Who year. Who the fuck was in this? Oh, my God. Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Lawrence. Mm. Uh, Where did he John go? Tr- Didn't he go crazy or something? No, he's, the, he's still... He's Chappelle was talking he, he, no, well, he Chappelle was talking about he was how smart. he went insane. I thought he was smart and like just you know laid low, uh, and yeah, then he did uh, the big bomb houses. Dodge. And then, uh, oh my God, William H Macy. Oh yeah, he Shameless. was in Wild Hogs, dude. That dude oh, rules. The comedy. He can do whatever he wants, dude. He's such a great actor. The, the comedy what of the year? Oh, I'm, I'm trying to read the original box of this. It's a, then they made old dogs with Robin Williams. A lot can happen on the road to nowhere. What the fuck? Four guys from the servers hit the road, and the road hit back. Oh, God. All right, well, that's depressing. 85% of Google users like this movie. Nice. I mean, I mean. So, have we seen it? We don't know if it's five point nine on IMDb out of ten. That's rough. Fourteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes and fourteen. Fourteen. That's bad. Yeah, that's, that's real bad. fucking bad. Wild Hogs got fourteen. Four, fucking teen, man. Dude, because Rotten Tomatoes gets divisive at the top. So, one second, let me. I, I gotta hit this. All right, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. Suck, suck, suck. So Rotten Tomatoes, when you get up to the top, I can definitely contest a lot of stuff that gets, like, really high ratings, like, yeah, this is a TV show, but Stranger Things is very highly rated on there, like, and season two of that show is dog shit, it is, it's, it's a bad show, here's the thing, here, here's what I'll say about it, I'll I'll say it's overhyped, the thing about it, episode one or two, it, it, so the first one has like a, a, a pretty like 
a pretty engaging concept, but it's it it's it's stretched a bit. Th- it's it's a lot of montages of like mm. I don't like the eighties photos together. He doesn't like the eighties. That's a good enough there reason. Yeah, I just feel like it was it's not as good as it makes itself out to be. It's a little thin. You well, know what it, I mean? It, so what it, it, season one was a nostalgia trip, right? So it's essentially and it relies on that in a huge. Oh yeah, and and huge. there's not there's that, shot for shot. Here's here's the shot from ET. Here's the shot from Raiders. Here's the shot. Oh, they didn't. They were doing shots and shit. I didn't. Like, I, I'm not as well versed in uh, the cinematography. Yeah. So if if you films. look like they literally do, and it's all homage, right? So it's, yeah. It, well, like, that's the thing is it it's all homage. And and so but the cast is really good. The the cast was phenomenal, mm-hmm. and the story was kind of original, right? It was cool. Yeah. All right. So season one, really good. But kind of felt a little slapped together, in a way. And oh, it, well, you should bring up season two then, because that well, shit oh, slapped I'm, I'm, together. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. We'll so, get there. So season two, so the end of season one, they, the writers had kind of written themselves out of a hole, right? They, they had figured out how to end it, and it was kind of a cop-out, but whatever, we're done, right? So like, how would you say it was a cop-out? I, it was not a cop out, but just kind of like a thank God we're done, right? Just kind of like a, ah, exo- you know, breathe, uh, breathe a sigh of relief. We did it, you know, we, we somehow managed to make it work. Uh-huh. Right. But they also left it open. Right, right. And so season two, they're like, okay, what do we do? Right. And so they figured out the new thing with the, 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 the vines and the whatnot. And the, Which was just kind of what the fuck. And, it, then, it, and then they kind of lost it. And that was the thing. It was the, It's like the writers have ADD and they keep forgetting where the fuck they're going with this yeah, thing. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing is they managed to make a very interesting concept <laughs> less interesting when they tried to expand upon it. They yeah. were like, well, now there's tunnels, and now the monster is like dogs. And then the biggest mistake was like, the thing that got me to watch Stranger Things in the first place was a trailer for season two where there's like this terrifying like giant spider yeah. on the horizon. And I was like, that looks fucking horrifying. Yeah. And it's, a, it's a, an imaginary smoke monster. Yeah. <laughs> it was such yeah. bullshit. Yeah. It was such a crock of bullshit. Yeah. And there are good scenes in there. Yeah. Yeah. The redhead girl, uh, not a fantastic Fast. actress, yeah. but most of the cast like crushes it, and there's right. like good scenes in there, but they're just like. You know what was hilarious? Everyone hated the Chicago episode. That was the best episode. Thank you. So you're like me. So I think we have similar sensibilities where I, I give the whole series a pass because they're trying real hard, right? The Duffer brothers, they're. they're you know, yes, know. they're leaning that on plot. Sh- that plot was and that's the thing. Bad. They need another writer in the room. Mm-hmm. They need another writer to be like, let's punch this. Let's raise the stakes. Let's do this. Let's do this. Sadly, yeah. Sometimes you, you need. Know, let's add the ticking clock. Let's add this element. Let's mm-hmm. do some. Sh- because the other problem is it does meander a bit. It's like, well, it, it it's it, it's just not the way. It's just like yeah. the will being connected to it is really is was strong. Yeah. But it's just the fact that like this all-powerful smoke monster is just like I have tunnels and some of these dogs that I guess will cough yeah, all of them up. And uh, no, I think it was the one and they just re- asexually replicate. I, fuck if I know, dude. And they, they had a lot of plot holes there. So that got me to the point of. So there was some shit they had to fix from season one to season two uh-huh. that they just kind of like, and we're gonna ignore that. Like remember. Um, 
there's the love triangle between Steve, what's her butt, and the other dude. Steve and uh, uh, Jonathan and Jonathan. Nancy and Steve. And, and remember, Which, that kid's packing some heat. If you had noticed his jeans oh, during yeah, season dude. two, that kid is packing some serious yeah. fucking salami. <laughs> he, he, that he's dude's, a very popular guy. Do the people talk about his? I don't know, but it, it's kind of like John Hamm, where it's like once you see it, you can't not see it. With his bulge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like John Hamm, he 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 goes commando all the time. And packing. He is packing a Jesus Christ yeah, along. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. um, but no um, Jonathan in season one, I uh, the writers kind of forgot that they set him up as this creepy stalker kid. Uh huh. Right? And then in season two, it's like, oh no, he's the cute love interest now. And it's like, well, wait, what about creepy? I, I feel like they resolved mm-hmm. that. He was just kind of a nervous. Uh, it, 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 there were a lot of people who felt it was kind of like they didn't really deal with it. Or what the fact that he took a picture of her, uh, like the creeping in the bushes, and like I mean, he was there. I mean, I feel like. I mean, they kind of answer that he's, like, super lonely. Well, you know? yeah, no. And but it, it, it's just when it's... I mean, I could see that. They kind of were just like, he's he's a, he's the boy now. He's Boy Wonder. And it was yeah. just like, yeah, he was he was doing some creepy I, shit. I, th- I think it's... They figured out a lot more about the characters, both the actors and the writers, in between seasons but one they gave and two. Him, yeah, but they gave him some bad... Like oh, Ryder, yeah. They gave him some bad scenes. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Winona Ryder and, like... Which Sean Astin crushed it. Oh, he was dude, the best performance. Bob, oh. But like his death was such horseshit. Yeah. Or sorry, uh, we probably should have issued a spoiler warning. Well, at this and point, if Ernest, you don't know that we're lying, the shit. Have, um, we I tried to watch the first episode, but yeah. Well, it doesn't really matter because even if you know know what we're talking about. Uh, is gonna happen. It's like yeah. it's all set up so early when, on. When, when when he leaves and it's just like Bob forgot his gun. Yeah, and it's just like. But even if even he had have... the gun, they showed the whole time the bolts were barely effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was just like, and it was like they're they're trying to go soft and like in season one they I guess they were trying to leave open that Matthew Modine might be still alive and that's why they didn't show him get his face ripped off in season one because you know it just shows a jump on him and then it's just like he's gone wait which one's Matthew Modine he's the the evil scientist 450 turn the machine to 450 oh Papa he's the oh Papa's dead though is he though because they heavily implied in in the Chicago episode that he was still alive no I mean she did that to fuck with her but in season one the thing just like jumps on him and then it cuts away and then yeah but he'd be in the upside down for so long anyway uh... but they do that they cop out on that and then we have to watch people that we like like these innocent scientists just get like eaten alive like Bob we have to watch him get like eaten alive yeah and then they cut back to his corpse for like no reason and I'm, I'm down to get raw and I'm yeah. down to be confrontational but it was just like have you noticed that General Tri- so let's let's instead of just talking micro on just Stranger Things in case the yeah. audience doesn't give we a, a shit li- we went a little far sorry everybody but you know, you know we nerd out on this show we nerd out uh, it, let's talk TV trends in general mm-hmm. hyper violence Hyper violence. Walking Dead. I stopped watching Walking Dead because of Walking that. Dead. They they pull Walking the card of Dead, Dead, Dead Westworld. Uh, well, HBO. HBO in general. Like, what was the show I was watching the other day? Is super fucking. Oh, not uh, also movies. Uh, fucking Netflix is pretty violent. 
Narcos. Yeah. Um, no, but um, fucking, I watched Atomic Blonde. Mm-hmm. That, oh, I'm I sure mean, they really went for it on that one. Great fight sequences and everything, but super fucking gr- Like, to the point where I'm on the plane, right? And and the lady next to me is like, why do you have an erection? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, no, but I, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm turning the screen uh, just so that I can watch it because I don't want anybody else seeing what I'm watching anyway. But I'm I'm like kind of like oh my god I can't believe I'm watching mm-hmm. this because I love like fun violent like Taran- action Taran- like Tarantino. Yeah, yeah, but you know there's like that one scene of unflinching like but he even he pulls the camera away and it lets your brain fill in the blank right. Yeah he he's a crowd pleaser. Yeah like, this was this to- was like holy sh- like. I'm almost wanting to look away, but it's happening so much. I'm just like, I can't look away. It, it what just, is it exactly? Atomic Blonde is a 1980s spy thriller with Charlie's Theron. Well, I, I know, yeah. I know, uh, I know what it is. I'm yeah. just curious about what it was that disturbed you. So it much. wasn't that it disturbed me. I was just kind of surprised at how like. That was rated R, and I was surprised it didn't get like an NC-17. Well, what, now I have to know what it was that mm-hmm. you saw. What, oh, it, there were a lot of headshots, just like graphic headshots. Oh well, yeah. With, what about with, John Wick? Oh yeah, you gotta have that splatter. Dog. With the splatter, but also splatter into the camera and Damn. stuff. Cool. And, yeah, and oh, that's uh, not NC-17. NC-17 is like deep social. Oh, sorry, but it's oh, good. Oh damn. I, uh, but I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I think. If you look, partly it's what we're able to do with cinematography and stuff now, mm-hmm. right? With handheld cams and the ability to like chase the shot and things and yeah. really get these cool angles. But also, it feels like we're just pushing the bounds of like, well, how much violence is enough violence and how many like mm-hmm. headshots and how many eviscerations so, and like. So it wasn't up. I, I feel like they they were they were probably put it in for kick's sake, where you really yeah. Like, yeah. That was, that was the thing. It wasn't it, your it was, cup of tea, sort of. Well, that's the thing. It's like the... It's starting to feel like the Fast and the Furious version of, like... The Departed, which yeah. is heads blowing up. Yeah. It, it's, it's, or Kick-Ass. Well, no, I, I'll put it that way. It, it's like if we took a 1980s, you know, action movie, mm. you know, with your stereotypical... Rambo. Rambo or somebody shooting him. And even Rambo 2000 and something. The, 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 yeah, whatever. That was, like, granted, they used a lot of the digital squibs and it didn't look very good, but this mm-hmm. looked... They went digital? Bottom. I don't remember them going digital. Yeah, anymore. it was super bad. It was hilarious. Uh, Dude, I hate digital squibs. Yeah. Uh, I, hmm, but uh, Atomic Blonde, I think they used a lot of practical... They used a lot of practical effects. And, and that added to, like, the realism of it, too, mm-hmm. was a lot of the practical stuff. But um, it just feels like uh, we're we're doing. What was I? Fuck! I had a point here. You were talking about uh, going more ultra violent. No, no, but there, I was comparing it to something. Um, you didn't get that far. Oh shit! You're talking about Rambo. Uh, it it was kind of this like, I. Uh, uh, there's another genre where we're like going so over the top with it, but it, it's kind of satirized. Oh, Fast and the Furious, right? Yeah. So yeah, Fast yeah. and Furious, it started with okay, car chases, explosions, a couple hot girls, right? Mm-hmm. And a couple. 
the first one. Remember the, the first car one, races, the, the, street racing, during the street races. There were some, there were some cute girls and mm-hmm. stuff. But then the second one, it went off the rails, right? It was like, what the fuck? Paul Walker and the other guy, and then it's like, Isn't Vin Diesel's not in part No, two, right? they got rid of Vin Diesel, which was their biggest mistake. Wait, wait, did he left, or did they... What, what happened? He didn't two? come back he until come the back. fourth one. Yeah, he didn't come back until the fourth one, when I think he was... What was that all about? I think he... That, was he, that a result of he his go, career going downhill? He did the downhill? Fast and Furious in order to get, mm-hmm. I think, like Riddick or something off the ground, mm-hmm. and then he... he Use that as an out to do a couple other projects, mm-hmm. and then he got pulled back in when they're like, "Oh, we figured out how to make this work." So what happened was they did the first one. The second one didn't work because it was Paul Walker standalone with the other mm-hmm. guy, uh, and that didn't work out. The third one, they were like, "Well, fuck it," and they kind of just said, we'll do like a stand Tokyo Drift. Well, they gave it to somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. They were just like, "Whatever, we don't even care about this property anymore." And he he made a cameo at the end of yeah, Tokyo and, and Drift. So so at the Vin end Diesel of does. Tokyo Drift, mm-hmm. they pull Vin Diesel in because they were like, well, you know, if we do another one of these, we want you back, so we'll do this cameo thing at the end. Well, that got everybody excited. Plus, Tokyo Drift, they figured out the formula in terms of ratio of hot girls to cars. Right? Mm-hmm. They had 50, bow 50. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and miniskirts, just the right amount of miniskirt. Uh, not too little, not too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, plus, uh, Bow Wow, Little Bow Wow, uh, back then. Little Bow Wow. Yeah, uh, you got Pow Wow. There's so many one-liners from that fucking movie that are hilarious uh, for all this the wrong Tokyo reasons. Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. And then the fourth one, they're like, all right, we, we figured out. Paul Walker, uh, Vin Diesel, like the original cast, you know, we're, we're going to do heist movie stuff again. We're gonna, And it was perfect. But then it started becoming a parody of itself because they just started trying to one-up the last one, right? Yeah, well, there was a submarine yeah. in part eight. <laughs> yes, exactly. So now it's like, all right, so if you take that to... Uh, that same formula of okay this is what the masses want they want like over the top ridiculous if we're doing a violent action thriller we got to do way over the top violent action like it's got to be non-stop snapping necks shooting people in the face like it'd be like you're not gonna get this anywhere else yeah it's, it's gonna be like this is the most fucked up ridiculous hardcore harry Right? I haven't seen it, but that looked awesome. Yeah, but it was the first person, let's strap a GoPro to some poor guy's head and then, like, film a whole bunch of fucking action sequences and make it super realistic and really gory. And, you know, it'd be 90 minutes of that. And it's like, well... Was that... That movie kind of came and went. I didn't hear much about yeah, it. Yeah, it was right. in theaters for a hot minute, and I, I tried to watch it, but I got super stoned and fell asleep. Um... <laughs> Which says something. Uh, I, I, I'm guessing it wasn't very good. I just heard nothing about it. Well, it, it's essentially a video game shoot 'em on rails, right? But instead, it's the uh, instead you're not controlling it. Yeah, How fun. And, and you're not shoot. Yeah, exactly. There's no mm-hmm. control, so it's just like okay, I'm gonna watch a Sounds video game. Sounds like for a cute, cool music video. Well, that's the thing. They got the guy who did a really cool music video. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of <laughs> shitty movies like, directed by like, all the all the too. coolest shots from the movie were essentially the shots from the music video 
and then they were like, okay, let's just make this bigger. Alright. Oh, what band was it for? I can't remember. It was some Russian video, because Russia. Alright, it's the only <laughs> place you can get away with shooting that many fully automatic weapons and everything else. Uh, so he's a Russian director? Yeah, mm-hmm. so so they got him to just write and direct this fucking 90 minute version of a music video. And it was, you know, kind of worked, I guess. I don't know. I fell asleep. Oh, just like my guests are. Anyway, uh, no, I think. Oh no! I, no, I think I think there's a good point. We should be wrapping up. No. I, no. 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 You, you guys been you've been troopers. You know, you've enjoyed. You, we were trying to fight mm-hmm. through all the marijuana you gave mm-hmm. us. Hey, yeah. well, I, you guys did imbibe a lot of that marijuana. I gotta say, um, congratulations. I mean, uh, yeah. If mm-hmm. you'd like to have another, the brownie hit. did cure my headache. Excellent. Nice. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to have another hit for the road or some more brownie mm-hmm. or anything else, feel free. Um, I mean, I'm going to dig into these donuts now that now I've been able to use my mind powers, you know, yeah. um, and treat myself. So, yeah. So, uh, once again, I want to plug my sponsor, the Cookie Company 415. Thank you for providing some dank-ass, dope-ass weed. Uh, we've got... Uh, what, who's that brownie from? What's... what's, what's Raw... Dr. Raw Organics. Dr. Raw Organics, uh, check them out. They're pretty good. Uh, Dr. Raw. Th- this was this was a delicious brownie, you know, because usually weed brownies are kind of like ah. Yeah, they taste gross. Yeah, this no, this was. And it's a smooth mm. high. Just that nibble. Yeah, it's oh. just like. Boop. I mean, just right. My only, it's hard to tell because I've been smoking other weed, but I know it. It just yeah took, took that fucking headache right out of the park, baby. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I had some of that Thanks, brownie Dr. before Raw. Uh, a couple hours before the show, and I can tell you, it is. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling awesome. I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm not too loopy doopy. I'm feeling mm-hmm. great. That's I'm a great brownie. Well, I'm I'm glad everybody's feeling great. Mm-hmm. I don't feel narcoleptic. Well, there you go. I'm I'm glad. Uh, if you'd like to find out about <laughs> narcolepsy, Google that shit. Uh, and talk to your doctor. <laughs> uh, but no, I want to thank my guests for being on. I want to thank uh, Cookie Company Four and Five for hooking me up with the best weed in San Francisco. Uh, I want to thank uh, Coffee Shop for employing me and paying my be- my bills and making this podcast happen. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's uh, have my guests uh, do a little bit of a plug themselves one more time with, a, you know, Twitter handles and the Facebooks and the whatnots and the hoo-hoes. Mm, well, I'm on Instagram, third I earn, uh, third, n- uh, number three, R-D- E Y E E R N. Oh, they're... oh, it's two fucking E's. That's why. Ah, oh, goddamn it, man. Huh? I I I I was spelling E Y E R N, and you're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, but no, it's E Y E E R N. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I. Uh, so yeah, so uh, follow Ernest on things and stuff. And uh, Jackson Richard Banks. That's Jackson Richard Banks on Facebook. At Jaxie Banksy on Twitter. Camp Jackie on YouTube. The Bruno series has just come out about a young satanic cultist who uh, just wants to sacrifice some virgins, but he lives with his ma. It's tough stuff. And he tries his hand at being a super spy as well. So we got new releases every couple of weeks. Next one, uh, Roadhead, the next generation. That'll be coming out. And uh, and uh, Incest Under the Moon. And it's a little sex heavy right now, but hey, that's what's ready to go so come on tune in cam jackie is is ready to to douse you also jesus schwepp too coming in january jesus christ dude. and uh and some uh 
Some little, a little special treat we're saving for Christmas Eve. Dear Santa, Danny loves you. My rawest performance. Am I nude? Is my anus in it? I don't know. I ain't gonna tell. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, Ernest. Holy and Merry Christmas, Arden. Holy shit. All right. Yeah. Well, um, like I said, if you want to do any of the High Time Story Times as one of your video thingies, feel free. Uh, just credit me as the, uh, you know, creator thereof and writer and whatnot. And uh, give me a piece of the action. Oh, I'll, so you want me to film one of your scripts? Feel free. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Get, I, but you, you wouldn't want to, you'd want to film it as written. That's your condition? I, as, as written or... Or can I adapt it and just like upset fans of the original I'm down material. to play the robot I, again. You know, you know if, if, if you, if you, if you want to adapt or even expand upon the original idea, uh, feel free. Just remember, uh, I, I'm, I thought the, that I'm the creator there. Of. of course, yeah, of course. Credit where credit is too. I yeah. thought that Ernest crushed it as robot. Yeah, he did an excellent job with the beeps and the boops. <laughs> it was good stuff. Yeah. I was like, should I be robot? But the moment, the moment uh, Ernest was like, I'm doing robot. I was like, he's perfect. For he, robot. he he knew it in his bones, man. That's good, mm-hmm. man. Beep, go. beep boop, baby. Come on. Yeah. All right. Well, I have been Arden, A-R-D-I-N, and you can find me online at ArdenComedy.com. And you can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at ArdenComedy. Uh, there are links to all that stuff on my website at ArdenComedy.com. And, uh, yeah, uh, th- you've been listening to Night Space. I'm also offering my server. I'm sorry. I oh, just no, remember go to plug ahead, this. Go ahead. Uh, looking, I'm looking to get in the in the freelance filmography video editing world, so I can cut me a mean piece. So uh, call me. All right, we'll uh, we'll work something out. We'll start at 20 an hour, and if you're pleased, we'll take it all the way up to 500 an hour. Okay, so call me if you want videos edited. All right. Okay. Well, well any takers out there, get in touch with him. How, uh, how can they get in touch with you again? Jackson Richard Banks on Facebook. Also, 435-660-0491. That might not be a good idea. This is live, right? Yep. You fucked yourself. (laughs) Congrats! Anyway, uh, please don't do the thing that the gamers do to each Mm. other where they call That number again is 475-669-0559. Just Facebook me, Jackson Richard Banks. Tweet at me at JaxieBanksy. Uh, anyway, uh, I've been Arden. What the fuck was I saying? Uh, I've been Arden. This has been the Night Space. Uh, if you like this, subscribe to it, and also please invite your friends to listen to it. Is it shit? Holy fuck! On a stick, he shows up with the last ten minutes to go. Zach O. Wiseman in the house on mic three. Holy shit! Hi guys. How's hey buddy, going? how you doing? I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Excellent. Doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, we were we were just uh, wrapping up a podcast, having some donuts, yeah, smoking some that. weed, eating some eating some edibles. Cool. Mm-hmm. If you want some uh, some weed, dig right the fuck in. Okay. Yeah, we also have donuts, Wiseman. Uh, I'll I'll do both of them. Hell yeah. All right. Are these donuts or donuts? Yeah, yeah, they're donuts, over here. Yeah. 
Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Those, uh, was, so you were a scheduled guest? How does no, this, what, no, this was on? a drop-in. This, yeah, uh, yeah. this this happens on the night space all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, there's a, there's goes. a cust- there's a custard-filled uh, maple one in there somewhere. Hell yeah! If hell you, yeah! If you get that one, it'll splooge in your face real good. Mm, that's my favorite. That's so why I moved to the city. Wiseman, what's your story? I'm, I just like uh, I like that you're always covered in paints. Um. I don't have a story. He, he has a good story, but that's for... But maybe you have a, a moving painting, mm. as David Lynch called it. What does that mean? Hey, that's what he called movies. Oh, Anyways. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Yeah, Zach's not A man of like mystery. He, a he, man of mystery. He, he's, he's a cool dude. He's a very funny comedian, but he ain't got time for your bullshit questions. It's just too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he ain't got time. Or what do you? What did you oh, been working shit. on? Was that two glaze stuck to each other? Um, yes, they're making out. I, I dare you to just stuff your face with that. Oh man, I already. Now that. find find that maple one. That's what I'm going for, that, baby. That maple one's gonna be it's gonna be money in a minute. Oh yeah, is that it? I like, I like Who's the, the donut. sponsor of the donuts? Oh, so that's uh, Jolly Donut on 24th and South Van You got a donut sponsor? Uh, no. See, here's the thing. Oh. The ladies over there, they always give you donut holes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for free in your bag mm-hmm. with your donuts. Right? Okay. If you buy enough donuts, they give you some extra donut holes, right? Just mm-hmm. as a little. You know. Right. Uh, well, I go over there at the end of the night when they're pretty much out of donuts and they're just trying to get rid of stuff. And I always give them, you know, I, I always buy about $5 worth of donuts, right? And so for $5 worth of donuts, since they're at donut holes, they just start throwing donuts into my bag. Good deal, yeah. Right? And so they're my unofficial sponsor because they love me because, you know, who yeah, wouldn't love this face? Off fucking- and, and who wouldn't love this face, you know? And, oh, uh, sure. Yeah. And I mentioned them on the show. I'm sure they don't know that I mentioned no them on the show. But uh, they just know that coming up. You should tell them that, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. When, they're, when they're throwing donuts in already, be like, yeah. you know, I, uh, I promote you guys. Yeah. But I, I, I don't need any more donuts because we barely ever make it through the amount we get. Um, but we love them because yeah. they're delicious, man. And they're they're going to give you that sugar crash. They're going to slow your mind. you got to be careful. I need a slow mind. <laughs> well, that's what the weed is for. You know, I got Why a hybrid we- today instead of a straight indica because that's... Uh, that's how we're rolling tonight. But, uh, no, so, Zach, uh, what's going on with you? Anything interesting? Um. Anything you want to plug tonight? No. I'm, I'm just out and around, uh, begging for Bitcoin. <laughs> nice! I, I've got Litecoin. I don't have Bitcoin. So, I made a bunch of these stickers, and I'm going to screen for you. You can have a couple. I have so many. Um, yeah, I'm not really familiar with how Bitcoin, Bitcoin works. Uh, so bit, there's the QR code to my wallet on there, and yeah. if you have Bitcoin, you can just take a picture of that QR code, it'll read it, and you can just give me money. <laughs> so I'm, I'm putting those stickers up everywhere, and then I'm going to, uh, uh, That's awesome. I'm not going to do graffiti, definitely not, I will not do that ever, <laughs> but I'm also going to screen print it on a cardboard, and then put it up like, it's going to be like a homeless person on the sidewalk, right? Yeah. Like, in people's yeah. way, and I'm just going to put those fucking everywhere, and see yes. if I can make some Bitcoin. The other day I saw a person who had turned a cardboard box into a puppet that was begging for change. <laughs> Dope, dude. That's what I'm talking about. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was like, come here. And it had like two mouths that had a hand that like held the cup out and it had a full fucking awesome. I didn't have any money to give him though. I was super bummed. Yeah. This is pretty brilliant I'm sure though. He, uh, I'm sure he made some money. You've got to. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I mean, he's a great artist. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, you know, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, all that stuff, it's, uh, you know, 
just like everything in Silicon Valley, get in now while it's hot before it goes bust. <laughs> well, I don't think Bitcoin ever was bust, but it is bubbling. It, like, it's uh, bu dude. It's up to fourteen. Hold on, let's check the actual price it was right 13, now. Thirteen thousand earlier. It, like, was, it hit fourteen thousand by the time I left the house dude, tonight. Fucking, I've been trying to get Bitcoin. I started this thing like two months ago. Right? It's up to fourteen thousand four hundred seventy-nine ninety. Two weeks ago, I was yelling at people to buy Bitcoin. I'm like, fucking buy it. Quit being a fucking coward. Buy it. Buy it. Yeah. And that was when it was like six thousand. And now, and nobody's buying it. Here, I hate people so here's much. Here's the thing. So I got a hundred bucks in it in tips. Right, uh, way back when, mm -hmm. and then I sold it at eleven thousand, right yeah. when it first peaked, and it I, it was four hundred bucks, right? Yeah. So I I got quadruple my money. Yep. Right? And then I bought, uh, so I cashed that out, and I used like a uh, hundred and eighty something bucks to buy two Litecoins. That's up to a hundred, uh, two hundred yeah, yeah. bucks now. Right. So, so are you talking money. about? So you traded for eleven thousand? No, no, no. I I so I had. $400 worth at that price, mm -hmm. right? So at $1,000, but I had a very small fraction of a Bitcoin. I had 38 thousandths of a Bitcoin or whatever the fuck it was, but yeah. I, so yeah, so I essentially got four hundred dollars for that. Yeah, I made about twenty bucks doing this about a month ago. I need to get a phone, dog. Time. Yeah. Uh, I made twenty bucks about a month ago, and now I have forty dollars. Yeah. So it's, a, it's literally cyber money yep. that's, yeah. that yeah. you buy. It's, it's dope. It's you should look into it. It is fucking fascinating regardless of if you're going to put money into it or not. It's literally going to kill a country. One, at least one country is going to go fucking under. Oh, yeah. Venezuela is... They, they created their own Bitcoin bank backed by uh, their oil. Oh, right? really? So it's actually backed by something now. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I should have that. <laughs> yeah. Venezuela, uh, you can. It's uh, being publicly traded. That's the crazy thing. All this stuff, you can, act, as long as you've got access to a trading desk, you can get it. Uh, yeah, they circumvent all governments on yeah. the planet because it's not, they can't it, it, stop it. It's decentralized. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of it. You can't stop it once it starts. You can't. Um, but that's also the scary part where you can't stop it if you want it to. Yeah, well, that would just take people not accepting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's another thing. You can, like, not accept money. Well, yeah. Any uh, Vendors could just one day say, hey, we're not taking this. Is yeah. it, is it if backed you know, up? If you know a wallet it's coming from, especially. Right? Oh, yeah. Does it, yeah. Does it have a physical backup in case no. the... Uh, no. But so, okay, the way it crashes. works is, like, uh, there's, we'll say, uh, you can you can do this, too. It's called a Bitcoin miner. It's just a computer yeah. running the code that makes Bitcoin work, basically. Right? Yeah. So, like, all the all the stuff they do in banks to, like, transfer money, blah, 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 the mm -hmm. computer does it. And once you fucking put a, put a computer on the Bitcoin network, you basically have a copy of all the transactions that happen. Mm -hmm. So, you can see what everybody's doing. There's no name tied to the wallet, so there is anonymity in that. Like, uh, you could be like, well, I think this is yours. This is all the transactions. We think it's yours. Uh, you can't, unless you... But then when you tie somebody to the wallet, you know exactly yeah. everything they've done. Right. Yeah. But that's why that's why so people um, go for like anonymous. Purchases well, at first it was for anonymous because everyone was doing it for the dark web for Silk Road and all that. Yeah, bullshit. I've always heard it. But to, here's the to thing: dark web stuff. So the, the the Fed's now just sniffing all the traffic and just seeing what's going. Because if you know the the starting point and the end point, like he was saying, if you know the two wallets that are exchanging the money, yeah. you yeah. can just watch the transfers happen. So you throw your money into this anonymous stew. Yeah. Basically, yeah, and for for later use, mm -hmm. you just take the piece. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, the the thing is, uh, if this becomes widely accepted, it's the technology is actually more interesting than the idea of it it's being genius. money. It's fucking genius. It's it's saying there. Here's a public ledger for any record, so there's redundancy on everything. So. 
titles, land deeds, all that shit, which is public record. Yeah, which it's always accurate. It, it's always accurate. Incorruptible you, data. You, you never have to dispute over anything because there's a million copies of yeah. it everywhere. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, well, yeah, that is Bob's shed because Bob sold it, uh, yeah. bought it from Tim, who sold it from Bob, and there's a permanent record of the whole it's fucking thing. Just like writing it so, off so people's court, is, people's court is dead, you know? Yeah. Where he's like, hey, he said he was gonna pay me five hundred dollars. Yeah. So for, you can do everything from small. Right yeah. And that's we the have thing. Bitcoin here. So that that's everything from all right, I paid you twenty five cents for a stick of gum to I paid you a quarter million dollars to a for a house to I paid you. X amount of dollars for the GDP of your country to buy back some debt, like you know. But it's all it's all out. There. How much money is floating in it right now? Uh, billions, right billions. now. It's worth so much money. Yeah. And it's who, larger. Who created An it? An anonymous person, yeah. uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, mm-hmm. who, um, uh, which who isn't a real name. Exist. I, don't, yeah. I doubt he exists. Just a, a Japanese guy. <laughs> if I invented a thing that I thought would top like banks, I would not attach my. No, I would never <laughs> want anyone to know who the fuck I was. But so nobody, nobody owns it. It start, was started by a guy, and now it's just the network. And it's open source code. Yeah, it's just the network. Yeah. Would you would you call it a, a socialist? Um, it is kind or is of. Is it more complicated like, than that? It's uh, way more complicated than yeah, that. Yeah, but there is no like, it's more social socialist than having a socialist government because there is no government involved. It's like peer to peer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and that's the thing. So libertarianism, socialism. So, all right. So the ideal world. Sex. Let Let's look at the best ideal we've ever created, uh, in terms of future utopia, and that is Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> Alright, so let's take a look at that. And that is Better a world Mad Max. A, the world in which there is no more money, right? Everyone just works for the common good. Mm-hmm. But how can you possibly do that unless there is some way you, you gotta be able to do something for somebody, right? Like I'll do this for you if you do this for me. Right? And this idea of anybody able being able to make this public record contractual thing where it's like, oh well I'll I'll give you, you know, I'll do this thing for you if you do this thing for me and we do and and it's done and it's like you know so we could get to a world where yeah it becomes more service for service and barter and you know pure utopia that transition is really hard though once you've got people addicted to money well but we've all we've always been addicted to money now this is an idea of money's becoming less tangible right yeah and, and the less tangible it is, the more malleable it is. The idea of what money is becomes m- yeah. more malleable. So then money can now become uh, hours worked. It can become, you know, yeah, some... Yeah. And then suddenly there's a different thing. And now, you know... Or, this, like, with uh, with our ability now to, like, read brainwaves, like, they can reconstruct a visual signal. Yeah. Yeah, so they can, like, draw what you're seeing. Yeah. Right? Um... They could uh, tie it to like uh, positive emotion. Uh, yeah. Uh, they can. They can. Uh, people. Like if you make somebody yeah. feel good, right? Then you then you get some points in the fucking thing. And just everybody trying to. I don't yeah. know. Uh, we could all jerk each other off. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean earn money through your brainwaves, uh, communicating you know, what you're doing all day. More happiness you gave to other people. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, every time it, I hear every, Bitcoin. Well, it's beautiful. But the problem is. Well, Zach, the problem is you gotta. But what about the crazy people who are wired wrong who, you know, when their pleasure is other people's misery? And we'll be able to see that in the So, so <laughs> basically, when Ultron gives Andy Circus money in. Yeah. Ultron what? In, in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron? Uh-huh. 
Vandy Remember that scene? In that movie? No. You didn't see it? What? That movie was dog shit. <laughs> that movie sucked ass. That, there was one well, good base, line in there's it. There's this scene when Ultron is like, he's like, he has a phone and he's like, you want some money? And then, and then all the money just like. Oh, yeah. He like touched his bank account and like yeah. hacked it. Well, no, that's some sexy yeah. robot shit. Well, anyway, I just know that I got two point something like coins and I'm going to the strip club. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, I guess. Yeah. I've been here, I feel like a bit of a, I don't know, I'm always like really late to new yeah. technology. Yeah. That's the thing, I, you know. I still don't know how to use Twitter. Here, here's the thing, all, all this investing, Nobody. all this investing, whether it's the stock market, Bitcoin, whatever, it's Russian, it's not Russian roulette, it's, it's roulette, right? Italian roulette. It, no, it's French roulette. It's, uh, it's just roulette. It's betting on shit, and you're going to lose your shirt if you don't have the means to do it. So if you don't have two nickels to rub together, don't be investing in Bitcoin. But if you got no, enough I'm money... I'm investing all the money I have. Every well, fucking you time. don't give a shit about money because <laughs> you're just fucking crazy person. But the, for the rest of us, they got to pay the fucking rent every month. If you don't got two nickels to rub it together, don't buy Bitcoin. But if Nobody you, has to pay rent, by the way. You don't have to. Oh, uh, so let's I, not start. Yeah, I feel you. All there, right. Man. It's 10 till. That means i got to wrap up. Anyway, you've been listening Where to Where is the money stick. kept on Bitcoin? Where do they it, keep there it? There is no money. It's, it's, it's the public, public ledger. On your like, phone. So on the piece of paper that everybody has in their computer when mm-hmm. they're on the thing, it just says 80 million blah, blah, blah. Well, we number. have to get into how is Bitcoin created. So is the money Well, you kind of do. It's just on the ledger. So does it? Is that, does that money essentially evaporate for the sake of? No, Bitcoin? there's a finite number that will ever exist, and there's, yeah. they're being released at like blah blah. blah. They'll be out by like uh, twenty one forty, I believe, is the number yeah, I heard. Like and that. then all bitcoins that will ever exist will be in existence. Yeah. In, out in the fucking network. But, oh, it's world. gonna max out. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. finite, so they can't like create more bitcoin and then. Yeah. make your bitcoin worthless so we're filling the internet with money we're mm-hmm. literally there's so much money in the internet the internet can't hold anymore no it can there's hold gonna, more there's no. gonna, I mean but it's going to hit it's yeah, yeah, just bi- bitcoin yeah. bitcoin as a currency That's is going to be think of the internet as having anyway, a limit anyway guys we've gone way down the rabbit hole holy fuck I don't even know what's it's going on one. fucking kill me uh <laughs> I love you all. Thank you guys for being on, Zach. Don't buy Bitcoin. Don't do it. Z- gives back Bitcoin. The dark web. Give Zach Bitcoin. Ultron. And uh, Ernest, go d- just do you, man. Do your thing. Uh, and Jackson, just, you know, keep keep on keeping on. I've been ardent. All right. Uh, no, I've been ardent. No, I've been Arden. I've been Arden. No, I've been Arden. All right. Well, Zach, I'm glad you came through to my podcast. We do this every week, 10 p.m. Have a good night, guys. Uh, Ernest is here. I'm sorry. Ernest, thanks for coming on my podcast. I'm Arden. I appreciate you being (laughs) here. Thanks for having me, Arden. Uh, Zach, thanks for late stopping. Okay. Uh, Next week at 10, guys. I'll see you. All right, everybody. Well, I've been Arden. Uh, I'm, I'm Arden. Uh, I like this Zach. new Arden better. I like this one. Everyone I like new Arden. Arden. And no one ever likes classic Arden. Oh, come on. Oh, Arden's lonely. Anyway, uh, Arden's going to stop talking in the third person now. And uh, end the fucking show. Good night, everybody. Night. The ladies don't like third person. I don't, I don't think they do. I think they really, really hate it. It's uh, one of those things. It's kind of like, uh, you know, talking in the third person. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? 
will gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorneyfjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. Do you 
need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! The Night Space brings you High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, you.
talk. It's Friday night. It's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Hey, everybody. Yay! Yay! How incredibly exciting. All of the comedy. Tonight's amazing show topic is broken. Comedic stories of trauma. We're going to have comedians come up here and tell you stories with broken bones and faces and hearts and anything that can possibly be broken. It's going to happen tonight up on this stage. Uh, I'm super excited. Hey, Steve. He's been in a motorcycle accident. That's kind of what this is about. Have you been in a crazy accident? Here's the deal. Tonight, we have an open mic for people in the audience to tell stories of their pain and trauma, literal and figurative, uh, while the comedians tell stories of their own pain and trauma. But before we even start with that, we have a... We have a beautiful moment here. Uh, I have a great friend of mine I've known for many, many years now. We went to graduate school together for poetry, which means that we have deep, terrible pain. We have so much deep pain about all kinds of things that happened. I loved her poems about being in the circus because she was like, there was a Russian guy who abused me and my parents paid for it. And I was like, yeah, that's pain, baby. That was a ballerina, I feel you. Uh, So now she's an amazing artist, and she's been part of the Fringe Festival in different countries and everything. We're going to have her come up tonight and tell you about a new show that's coming up. She's going to promote this incredible new thing that's happening. Uh, She's had so much pain in her heart. I know this because she has an MFA in poetry. Uh, Please put your hands together, everybody. For Jeannie Cartier. Wait, you're married. What's your new last name? I'm a dick. Oh, it's the same. Yeah, you're a feminist. Yeah. I didn't change my name. Um, so um, I just want to speak to the pain thing for a second because I've like, as an acrobat, experienced like an enormous amount of physical pain in my life, like a crazy amount of physical pain. So I like completely, I'm sure, relate to all of the stories that are going to be told tonight. Um, I like literally just like break things on like a weekly basis. Like I'm just like, oh, there goes my shoulder. Like there goes my knee. All right, cool. Um, Because I'm like 29 now and I've been doing it since I was six years old. So that's 23 years. It's a really long time. Um, But the show that I'm doing is called Saturnalia. It's a holiday show that's like not like any other holiday show because it's about the Roman origins of Christmas. <laughs> so it's not actually about like the true meaning of Christmas. It's about like the true actual meaning of Christmas. Like, it, like in Roman times, there was this festival called Saturnalia about like giving gifts and all this stuff. And um, that's like where all these Christmas origins came from, like mistletoe and things like that. So um, it's a holiday show. It's kind of done in the style of like a Christmas special that you would see on TV, like the Judy Garland Christmas special. Um, um, but it's all about Roman origins of Christmas. And then it's going to be punctuated by like sexy circus acts. So it's like you're going to like learn some random facts about ancient Rome and then also see like a pole dancer. <laughs> so um, I think it'll be really cool. It's happening December 15th, 16th, 22nd and 23rd. I've got flyers. You should come see it. <laughs> it'll be really awesome. Thank you for 